The Create Well podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Here at Create Well, we are a labor of love, and we need your support to keep this podcast going. If you have the means, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash createwell, or go to our website, createwellpodcast.com, and click the donate button. Or if you can't support monetarily, please rate and review our podcast. Every bit helps. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersections of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Erica Elon. I'm a painter. I work with a small business or a few. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I take a lot of photos. You can find my work on IG at, at Erica Elon. And I'm Ray Saragossa, New Yorker and L.A. Long Beacher, (laughs) Um, (laughs) singer, songwriter, composer, roller skater who's been slacking. And you can find my work on IG at at Ray Saragossa. Today, we chatted with the very incredible actor Sarah Tomko about mind, body, spirit, creativity, and aliens. And aliens. Ray, look at you over in New York. Amazing. in New York. (laughs) This is the first time I've recorded the podcast from a hotel. This is crazy. It's like the first time I've really traveled, you know, since COVID. And it's... It's weird. It's definitely weird. I, I definitely had this like romanticized idea of what it was going to be like to come back to New York, you know, mm. after COVID. Because before COVID, I was like, for those of you who don't know, I'm from here. This is my home. And um, I had this like romanticized idea. I was like, I was going to come back to New York and like, just like fall to my knees and the, the city was going to take <laughs> me in. And like, it was going to be this like amazing experience. And like, I was going to like right. have to experience everything that I missed. But it's just not like that because it's really sad everywhere. And yeah. I think I cried the first night here and it mm. um, almost like to be really dramatic about it. I started getting like, you know, I lived in New York. I was eight years old during 9-11 and mm. I started just getting all of these 9-11 flashbacks because just to see the city weeping, you can really feel yeah. um, you can just really feel our city took a real beating and it's bruised and like so many businesses that I loved are closed and it just feels like the wind has been knocked out of like my hometown and I can't imagine what everyone went through here um, because Mm -hmm. of the nature of how close quarters everything is here and it's just something and how hard it was hit you know and I, I think it's an experience that was obviously very different from what we experienced in California and so I just like, I'm just sending love to all my New Yorkers out there who are listening because, um, and, and anyone around the world who's, who lives in like big, a big city that's like really close quarters. I know that New York was hit so hard and I just, Dang. I just like was like crying about it when I got here. So, but otherwise mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I can imagine you can feel it. And yeah. like you said, there's so many visible reminders right now. A lot of it with like businesses and yeah. things being shut down. Um, and there I, I would imagine it's just so palpable. Um, yeah. And heavy. Yeah. You can feel it in the air and 
you know, I will say like one really amazing um, <clears throat> triumph though was uh, the Bitter End, the venue I used to bartend and waitress there. Mm-hmm. I ended up playing a show there last night, which was my first show in 14 months. Yes. And it like was a really amazing experience to get to play again. Um, also very weird, you know, to, yeah. you know, um, to be indoors and, you know, I've been fully vaccinated and it was, a, incre- you know, up to protocol, yeah. very safe experience um but anyway the triumph is that the bitter end stayed alive and through um a gofundme and so many people rallying around the venue um they stayed on uh they stayed alive and so i'm just really grateful for that um Mm. that's not the case for for many businesses but um but yeah so that's where i'm at i'm in new york and um it's good to be here um it's good to see my best friend and yeah, how are you, Erica? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I'm like coming down from a super busy few weeks, really just this morning. So. With the move? With the move, uh, with the hat company, we had yeah. a huge launch yesterday and a new website, which has been wow. chaos wow. because... As any small business owners know, the website <laughs> defines a lot of what is happening. Oh my gosh. Um, and if it works or doesn't work is significant. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a yesterday was a really, really long day. Um, and now I'm just kind of like ready to be in a little bit less high stress of a pattern. Yeah. I booked a uh trip <gasps> with nicole from anti-racism daily shout out to nicole um, love her I know. great work we haven't seen each other in forever oh my and gosh we're going to uh for my birthday we're gonna reunite amazing um, so now i'm like that gives me something to look forward to which i you know that is is such a gift that's so, so exciting you deserve it nicole yeah, deserves thanks. it that's going to be right? amazing. Oh, I've she been, really deserves it. I've been telling you what to go on a vacation year. for a long time. <laughs> really Yay! It's happening. For you. Yay. <laughs> Thanks. And so, um, yeah, so um, I think people know from listening, but if you haven't listened, the Thunder Voice Hatco moved to a new space. It's a new, like, giant warehouse, yes. which is so big. And I think for small businesses and entrepreneurs, I think that, like, moving into a bigger space and, like, one that you mm. – it's like a – that's a dream come true. That's, like – really um that's like dream board status shit (laughs) you know and this space is incredible i haven't seen it in person yet but um yeah yeah, so how's the move been in the new space oh my gosh everyone so there's it's a it's a small but mighty crew there i think there's like five or six of us mostly lehigh and his brothers (laughs) yeah Um, and we all just keep looking at each other and are like this is amazing it's just it's incredible to like tangibly see the growth that has happened and how much how healthy it is Mm -hmm. to actually have physical space to work in yeah we were all kind of on top of each other for quite some time um in a really dope tiny workshop but this i think has allowed us all to kind of think bigger work healthier Mm -hmm. um feel like we mentally have more space uh when we physically have more space so, and it's a scary jump, I'm sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. it costs a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> very risky. That shouldn't go um, like that shouldn't go unsaid because I think a lot of times no. when we think about leveling up, we think mm-hmm. that like the clouds are gonna part 
and we're going to like go up this like magical ladder and be like, welcome to like the next level of your business. But in order to grow it, you have to take a a major risk and like, and that's you and Sarah in this interview talk so much about these moments of fear. And I think, you know, investing in the next step of what you're doing comes with a lot of very real fear. Um, but I think already we've all said numerous times, this is so worth it. We're going to make, you know, we're going to make it work. It doesn't matter. It allows us all to create so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, once like you have your feet in the space, you're just like, yes, worth it. Absolutely. So yeah, super, super grateful. It's been chaos, Mm -hmm. but um, now I think we can get into uh, a good pattern of things. Um, That's so exciting. But yeah, I love your interview this week. This I love listening to you too because you have so much chemistry and her voice something about sarah's voice and this is you know she's a an actor and i'm sure has done tons of like vocal work professional things that i don't understand Mm -hmm. but it's the most comforting voice to listen to she has a great voice she also (laughs) is like on resident alien her tv show she is such a caretaker um Mm. of the show she is like this incredible presence and um that really comes through in her voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's so cool. I mean, it, you know, there's definitely been a couple um, times on the podcast. I mean, you know, to some level, I fangirl every single person who's on this pod. Yes. But there have been a couple where, like, I, my heart is beating, like, <laughs> like before the interview, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, ah! And Sarah Tomko <laughs> was one of those. And it was also, like, you know, let's just, like, shout out right now cold emails and, like, cold DMs because... Oof. Sarah Tomko was one of those people. So, like, backstory is, um, I, we've talked about this on the pod. Resident Alien played mm. some of my music. And yes. I just, like, DM'd Sarah Tomko. And I was like, girl, you are awesome. <laughs> I love your work. And we had a scene mm. together, you know, basically my music I and her, her acting. Um, <laughs> I'd like to think that I was in the room, which I wasn't at all. But, um, um, you know, we just kind of, like, shouted her I kind of like DM'd her she also tweeted me which made me like so mm. excited and then from there I just kind of, we were just engaging with each other on Instagram and I just like you know took the shot I was like you know what yo do you want to be on my podcast yes. <laughs> and she was like yeah and like sometimes you just gotta like throw it out there yeah er- and this is like also talking about growth Eric and I have mm. definitely been shot down We've, yes, we have been we said have, no like, to ha- many a time. We've been said no to, and it hurts. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk with us. It hurts. I don't want to be on the Create Well pod, but that's how it goes. And if you're not getting yeah. no's, then you're not asking enough questions. Yeah. So. No, the story she tells about the intersection of both of your work, mm. it made me very emotional. Um, <laughs> but really, it's so beautiful, and I'm. I know we're about to get into it, but... The idea, this overarching like theme mm. of what you all talk about really got me. I haven't been thinking about this a lot lately, but it got me back into a place of, I think in college I was, mm. I was mostly here with my work. This idea that like the creative realm is something that we're all, everyone is invited into, yeah. but it exists constantly. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, but it's, it's like 
we get these continual and like sometimes quiet, sometimes loud invitations to enter into a space of creating. But it's always in existence. And I think she speaks to that really well. Um, And that moment that you both share that she'll talk about um, just reminded me of that. Mm. And that um, there is something larger than us. Yeah. um, That that we get to participate in. And it's I love such an that. honor. Um, so she's fantastic. I want to hear her. Yay! I'm so <laughs> excited. Well, you know, let's just jump in. And um, don't forget, everyone, write to us, DM us, let us know. Um, shout out to our new producer, social media manager, Annie, who's doing yes! an amazing job. So Killing it. drop Annie a line, message her, hit us up, leave us a review. We love you all so much. And we want to keep this podcast going for a bajillion years. So <laughs> let us know you're there. Let us know you're listening. Um, okay, here we go. Ba-dum-bum-ba. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Ray. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Ah, like, <laughs> so, so, so stoked. Um, this is so special. Um, I am such a huge fan. I am oh just, I already feel like same, we're friends. We're all same. I'm just like so stoked. And I'm also very stoked that you live in Los Angeles, right? Yes. Do you? Am I, I am I making that up? Okay. You live in LA, so I'm like, we get to connect eventually in person. And so just very, very, very stoked that you've agreed to be on our podcast. Like here at Create Well, we are just, we're all just like screaming in our hearts right now. So uh, I'm honored. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm so grateful you asked. I also love the uh, themes that you talk about, creativity and wellness, which is just, they go hand in hand. And I'm a huge mental health advocate. So I'm just so grateful. Yes. And I want to hear all about it. I mean, even just by reading your Instagram bio, we already know that you're so aligned with so many create well things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so cool. And we talk so much about on the pod, we, we talk so much about like being very um, like intersectional with our creative identities and really embracing all parts of our, our creative um, you know, souls, even the things that don't make us money or the things that aren't necessarily our main focus are actually the things that we like to even like focus on most here. So really excited to obviously talk about resident alien and your, you know, your incredible show that just wrapped on its first season, but also really excited to talk about all of the like side projects and, and side passions of yours. Um, but first, before we get to that, I would love for you to introduce yourself from your own words to all of our listeners. Okay. Hello, listeners. My name is Sarah Tomko. I play Asta on Resident Alien on Sci-Fi. But during the daytime, I love journaling, tarot, and during the nighttime, I love the moon. Yes. I love it. And it's like, so, I don't know, there's like so many, I'm I'm really trying not to do any spoilers with Resident Alien. I want everyone to go watch it. But there's so much about um, your character that I'm sure you feel like you identify so much with personally. Um, Yeah. 
Um, I just am so grateful to play a raw, vulnerable, messy character, Uh, a real woman in shape, in mind and body and spirit. And I'm grateful to have such an incredible cast and crew to work with. Um, But mostly it is such a spiritual and sacred experience to play Asta. And that is something that I resonate with in my own life. Uh, One of my favorite moments um, for those who have watched was when I get to lay down in the field with Harry and we're looking up at the stars and we're talking about home. And I feel like that's a really great metaphor for who Asta is, how she's so introspective and she's trying to find herself. She's trying to figure out how she fits in and where she belongs. And she's really relatable to all humans, really, you know, anyone out there who feels like an other that's, that's Asta. Absolutely. And, you know, we talk a lot about representation on the podcast and about how really incredible it is to feel seen by a character on a television show and to feel like reflected, you know, your own feelings of feeling othered or or whatnot, feeling reflected back at you through uh, media and television. And I see so much of myself in Asta and it makes me like just fill up with like so much love. And I just feel so, um, yeah, it's just like one of those shows I wish I, I had maybe like 10, 15 years ago. Because yeah. um, I really just, I see her strength. And um, everyone who's listening has gotten lots of Resident Alien shout outs. And I've been telling everyone to watch for the whole season. But this is like, everyone now has to watch because you've got to see more about Austin. incredible scene in episode two where Ray and I get to create together, which is really yeah. quite magical. <laughs> Um, anyone again who has uh, seen it or not seen it, you know, diving into that episode, there's a really spiritual moment that happens between Asta and her adopted father, Dan, and um, and Ray's music was played for me on set while I oh. was in the moment. Sheridan, the showrunner, wanted me to really feel out what the song and the sound was going to be as I was coming down the stairs and asking my father to cut my hair. And um, I just remember I was having a hard time that day getting into the zone. And then I heard your music and I just immediately dropped in and calmed down. And I was right there with you and you were right there with me. And it was, it truly is a collaborative moment in that episode for sure. Oh, that's so cool to collaborate even in, in Miles real time, away, but not in real time. Yeah. yeah, that is so incredible. That's like my favorite story ever. And, you know, it's been my dream as a singer-songwriter to have my music help tell stories in, you know, on on screen. That's like my, my ultimate dream with my music. And um, Resident Alien was my first network television show that played my music and 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 that that scene it will not be your last you are (laughs) on the path of golden (laughs) here she comes here she comes y'all yeah and that scene was like the first moment and it was just like I I mean I was crying I was crying but 
Um, and also a fun fact, I actually have met Gary Farmer before. Mm. We we were like collaborating on some kind of musical project like years ago. So oh, he's pretty funny. so wonderful. He's the yeah. most zen. So you can imagine yeah. that day when I was on set with him, you know, I'm I'm feeling unsure of how I, I really want to play this scene out. And then Chris mm. plays your music and then I get to be in the scene with zen Gary Farmer and I am oh. just like in it. There's, I don't have to try very hard at all. I just have to open my eyes and be in the present and be aware of my surroundings and these great actors that I get to work with. And it's, it's really not that hard to just drop in, you know? Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay. So now I want to rewind. Let's rewind. Back to like all the way, way before Resident Alien. And like, I would love to know when you feel in your life was the first time you found your creative voice. Oh, gosh, I I could pinpoint a couple of different moments that brought together the whole. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say, though, I, I'm drawn to this moment my sophomore year of high school when my, my drama teacher knew that I was, um, I kind of thought beyond the way other people thought about the acting mm. and oh. actually asked me to play a man. And I mm. loved it. I loved mm. being able to step truly into the, to the clothing of an entire other sex and really mm. just involve myself in, um, you know, the physical work and the emotional and mental work of not being even a woman. And uh, yeah. it was so, it was so at the time in high school, you don't do that, you know, and it was right. certainly, you know, this, yes. this was early before talking about LGBTQ rights. Like mm-hmm. this was a huge, this was a huge step in a direction that not many people were used to, you know, it, it mm-hmm. kind of reflected the way that theater used to be played. You know how men yeah. used to play women all the time. Right. So right. Mm-hmm. There was something really classic about it, but yeah, I feel like that was the moment that I realized playing the other character, Mm. playing the supporting role, playing Mm. the character that is not necessarily the lead, but is the person that makes the lead think about their life is always Mm. the part that I'm drawn to, which is funny because now years later, that's what I'm still doing. (laughs) So Mm. I have to give credit to my high school drama teacher and to that moment I was playing um, uh, Man in the Mousetrap was the play. Oh, wow. That I... That was one of the first plays I've ever seen. Oh my god! Um, how yeah. wild! Yes, yeah. I was the architect, and I. Wow. Uh, he's. I think he's. I think halfway through the play, people think that he's the killer, but he's mm. not. Spoiler. <laughs> so it was really yes. like I don't know the the beginning creative voice of other being able mm. to speak out for those who didn't necessarily have a voice yeah. and feeling so able to relate to the people that were in the shadows that don't get as much of the spotlight. I really, really thrive on Mm. the other. So I just, I really, that kind of took me down a different path in my career. And then when I got into college, I did a play called Bash and I, um, I did this like 13 page monologue, uh, that was called Medea Redux. And it was all about, um, basically this young woman who got pregnant way too young. And once again, here we go, reflected in Asta, mm-hmm. mother that mm-hmm. you know, yes. way too young. However, in Bash, it is a much more tragic ending to the story mm-hmm. of her child. But mm-hmm. 
it was a moment in college where I lost myself completely. I don't remember doing it. I would come off the stage and I would wow, like I blacked out. I because <gasps> I got so completely lost in playing yeah. the part that I I really just, you know, oh, I, I dove so really magic. deep and that was when I knew those moments were when I knew things were changing for me that yeah. I I could never go back and do the normal like practical job. <laughs> I was yes. like oh, I'm going to have to be a creative for the rest of time because it feels so good to get in someone else's shoes yeah. and what it is to be human. I'm 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 addicted. Totally. I feel the same way about music and that that what you just said about how you went on stage and you and you did the part and then you don't remember it afterwards like you walked off stage like you were in some kind of alternate universe is how i felt at my first show mm. and actually how i felt when i wrote in the river the song that was in yeah in the a scene place. yeah and um I used to like get kind of, I start to chuckle to myself and people were like, what was it like to write that song? And I'm like, I don't remember. Like, I really don't. And I, and I know it was me because I was the only one home and like, I was at my dad's house. Like it was definitely, I wrote it, but like, I know that feeling. It's like this magical feeling when you just align with your creative purpose and wow. it's just kind of something like snaps into place and you're just like, what? And there's no, no going back. There's so no going back. that you don't yeah. remember it because I wasn't yeah. there with you, but every time I hear it now, I picture you at Standing Rock next to my friend Savannah Schoenaker, which I, we haven't talked about, but she told oh, me yes. she's with yeah. you. And yeah. I know her separately from you. And so she, we, she shared that story with me and I thought, wow, how amazing. I have this friend that I was already connected to you at the time that you were really feeling that and then yeah. and then feeling it so deeply that you ended up writing this beautiful poem that turned into a song. And so even yeah. though you don't necessarily remember, I feel like I was there. Whenever I hear yeah. this song, I feel like I'm right there with wow. you. It really, it's wow. the testament to how strong your music is, really. It just takes oh you gosh. to a place and, and, You're so sweet. and you get lost in it in, in the best way. Yeah. You're so sweet. Yeah. I, I feel that. And it's almost like, you know, when we lock into these kind of magical moments, it almost like brings us into this, also this sense of like, this almost like a humble feeling of community where it's like, yeah. I feel like when you reach into that, like very connected place with your art, it's very humbling. It's almost like seeing like, you know, w you know, whatever you want to call it, like universe or God or ancestors or mother earth like you just lock into this thing and it's like oh wait like so many other people have felt this yeah. and like now i can tap i can i can feel i can like tap into it when other people are feeling that way it's like oh, i get it that's why i love going to plays i love going to musicals yeah and i love watching television because i can like tap I, I, love, I can like tap into whatever is happening oh, and their own creative like purposes I constantly have friends on tv yeah. and like oh my friends what are they going through now or yes. like, watch it all over again like i oh my god i just discovered dawson's creek on netflix and I was yeah. obsessed with Dawson's Creek when I was growing up. And I've, I mean, I've seen it like three times through, but yeah. man, I'm just putting it on and I'm like, oh, there's my friends. <laughs> they're, they're, so cool. You know, oh you're my just, gosh. it's so funny. I don't ever want to meet any of those people because then I would, my, I would be shattered. I'd be like, you're not Dawson. You're, <laughs> I, you're, not, I know. you're not Joey. You're Katie Holmes. Okay. Well, dang. It's, <laughs> I, I don't no. want the bubble to burst, you know? It's so funny. Um, so in terms of, I, I really want to dig more into like all of your side 
your like your things other than acting. So well, you you can, started talking about spirit guide and ancestor, and I was about yes. to say that is where I go to for moon ceremony. Okay, go there. Let's hear. I want to hear about I, the moon ceremony. I did new moon last night, and it was so lovely. So every I know so week, bad I missed it. Oh, I'm it's gonna go the next no month. worries. You'll be coming to the to you know what? It's there for you whenever you need it, and you'll know. Wait. You'll know, know. It's your time. Know. Yeah. Um, so new moon is always a great chance to begin again. It's the beginning mm. of the moon cycle. And I think it's this wonderful way to let go of any negative energy you have from the past month, past moon cycle, and stepping into whatever your new intentions are. And so it's a way every month that we can begin again. We can die and be reborn. Um, wow. So it's so extraordinary when I do new moon ceremony because I always feel my energy is really depleted and I almost cancel almost every time. I'm like, Oh, I can't, I can't lead ceremony today. Mm. But then when I do, it's almost like I, I dig in even deeper when I, when I lead the meditation. And by the end we share light with one another and I get this gift of all this light shooting right at me. And I mm. feel like I'm being charged up again. And wow. I have to say, I got out of moon ceremony last night and I was bouncing off the walls and I started reorganizing wow. my soul station, which is where I sit in the mornings with my journal mm. and my tarot. Wow. And the, the thing that you mentioned, though, that I, I wanted to comment on was that is basically who we call to in moon ceremony. We mm. call the spirit, divine, mother moon, goddess, God, mm. whoever you signed up with, anything mm. that you feel is your higher power, that's who yeah. you greet at the moon. And you ask them to come over you and help cleanse your body of any negative energy that's not yours. And you, you ask your own spirit guides to give you messages while you you meditate. So mm. it's something that we can do literally every day, but it's something that I feel very drawn to when the new moon and the full moon happen because we're bodies of water. And just like this earth, which is this giant body of water, we are have this gravitational pull. Um, you know, this, this incredibly exotic cosmic relationship with the moon, which is a reflection of light of the sun as we are a reflection of light of the moon. So it's like this triple prism of light sharing. And then when you share that light with other people, you start to see how infectious it can be to open yourself up in that way. And it's something that I never thought I would lead, but I have a, a good friend, Sarah, who's a shaman and she's a teacher and she's somebody who's guided me a lot in my lifetime. And we had this hike in uh, LA near Runyon Canyon once. Mm-hmm. And I told her I had this meditation where I saw myself and uh, surrounded by all of myself inside. Mm-hmm. And they were in this, wow. circle, they were in this circle of three. And she said, wow, well, a circle of three is the, is the sign of a teacher. And I was like, what do you mean? When there's three circles encircling themselves, it's the sign of a a spirit guide or a teacher or a healer. And I, okay, well, what does that mean? She was like, you're a teacher. And I was like, well, what do I do? I don't know. Yeah. She was like, like, you should lead ceremony. You should lead meditation and just Mm. let it guide you. Like let guide, let spirit guide, guide you, and then you'll guide others and it will be this, you know, triple effect. Again, like you reflecting the moon and the moon reflecting the sun. So we go to this meditation that she's leading. And at the end of the meditation, she just announces to everyone. And next week, Sarah will be leading her own meditation. So make sure 
sign up with Sarah. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> no, what? Yes. I was terrified. But she's such a good friend. She knew I needed that push out of the Yes. Me. She knew that that's a good friend, you know, that is a good she, friend. Yeah. She knew I wouldn't do it. And so yeah. she just made it happen. And I was terrified, wow. which is a sign that you're on the right track when you, yes. When oh there, my gosh. We can talk about this too. Oh yes. When <laughs> yeah. there are fears dive deeper, when there are fears, go further into them. Yes. Don't oh run my away. Gosh. There's so much to learn. Did you ever have a no. moment like that where someone just pushed you out of the nest and you were like, I'm not oh ready, God. but oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yes. So much to say about that. And the, w- one thing first before we I, – I wanted to ask you if you can walk us through like what a typical moon ceremony would look like. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's really up to you. Um, there's so many – uh, guides out there where you can look it up and so many different ways to hold moon ceremony. Mm-hmm. But it's it's lovely always to be somewhere where you're sitting um, softly, calmly, but awake and aware. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to fall asleep in meditation if you really let yourself relax. So it's always mm-hmm. nice to have a stance where you're upright, you know, and mm-hmm. I like to involve water and uh, fire. So the water is something that you can um, ask the moon to, uh, you know, pierce. And so you can put your hands into the water and you feel like you're actually absorbing the light of the moon as well as mm. fire where fire has this beautiful way of you, you can stare into it and you can really calm down. You can really mm. get into a zone and then fire and water is a balance of one another. And they are really true, um, symbol of temperance, which is about, mm. you know, um, taking from the spiritual and pulling that into the practical well and like continuing to balance back and forth between practical well and spiritual well, which is basically like between mm. the spiritual realm and the earth realm. Wow. And so in moon ceremony, for my moon ceremonies, mm-hmm. right now, because of pandemic, we're doing them on Zoom, but yeah. you show up, you show up for yourself, you get comfortable, you bring fire and water of some kind, uh, whether it's a glass of water you drink or a candle that you light, a pillow, and you sit. And basically, mm-hmm. we just close our eyes and we get really relaxed. And I wow. guide us through a meditation that involves opening the door to whatever moon we're in. And the moon has something to teach us and spirit has some message to give us. And we go on a very colorful, adventurous ride in our psyche, basically. Wow. And we see what our our insides have to tell us. And then we pull any medicine from, from down deep and we bring it to the surface and we bring it back with us when we open our eyes. And then we share light with one another, which basically just means right now between you and I, Ray, I could close my eyes and I could imagine light from above, higher power, mm. piercing its light down into the top of my crown, down through my throat and reflect reflecting out of my heart door over mm-hmm. to you. And the most wow. the most important part of it is not sharing my own light, but reflecting mm. light from above. So Whoa, I'm, that's so real. I'm not depleting my energy. I'm uh, gifting you gifting it for reflection. And then I that's see the so light cool. come out of my heart door reflecting above and I see it piercing over to you. And it comes in many forms. Everybody mm-hmm. has a different experience. My yeah. light right now is like it's like fishes like coming at you. And these little fishies are like going all around you. They're like light fishies wow. and they play with you and your hair and all around and swirling around. That's so cool. 
And then that light would ultimately find places on your body that you need yeah. help with, like yeah. dealing with pain or ache or heartache wow. or tension. And then you leave with them what you gave to them. So you mm-hmm. kind of like an umbilical cord, you cut the cord and you leave. Like I would leave those little light fishies with you so that they're still prancing around you. But I pull my light reflection back in and I close my heart door so that I'm protecting myself yeah. and I'm giving back the light that was reflected to me up to the higher Whoa. power. And that's usually what we do in moon ceremony. And it's very spiritual. And honestly, like it always makes everyone feel really good and charged. Yeah. Like, why not? You know, why that not? is amazing. I, I cannot wait to go. And they, it reminds me a bit, my, my best friend, Kalina, she does distance Reiki with me Ooh, and yes, over Zoom. That. Yeah. That like reminds me of that. Um, okay. I also want to get back into the fear thing. So because I know you have been, you like posted something about fear, I think today or the okay. other day. And I was thinking so much about fear. And yes, absolutely. There have been these moments where I have felt like just debilitating fear of like, yeah. I can't, I like, no, I can't do this. And then you were saying like, yes, I've had times when people like some, a friend had just like pushed me through my fear. I mean, I think one time, um, my fir- one of my first gigs it was in North Hollywood at the Republic of Pi. I don't know if you've ever been there. I love but- the Republic of Pi, and I always, oh my gosh. I always daydreamed that if I ever played guitar and sang like cafe yes. style, it would be there in the back room with the pie oh. and coffee. Oh my gosh, oh. this is so crazy because that's okay. I used to play there every Tuesday night for two oh my hours. God, that's wild. Yes, that's what I. That's how I got my like start Start. or whatever. And like, I had to be pushed into it because my friend, I used to just play songs for my friends. I was like, um, right out of high school. I didn't go to college. I just got a hostessing job. And I was like, I don't want to go to college. I want to be an artist. I don't even know what that means. And I ended up finding music, but I just started writing songs. I would play them for my friends who also worked at the federal bar with me. And then they were walking down the street and the Republic of Pi was under construction. They were opening it and they were like, do you have live music here? They're like, yeah, we're going to have live music. They're like, oh, well, our friend can play every Tuesday night for two hours. They were like, okay. And like, so I don't know why they just decided they were going to give me this gig. And my friends like just made it happen. And then my compensation was a piece of pie every Tuesday and Oh my tips. God. So... Um, I, that was like totally songwriter boot, boot camp for me because I just played every Tuesday at the Republic of Pi. So yes, I've absolutely had like a friend just like push me out and like, let make me face my fears. And I, I keep talking about that too. Like, especially in the pod, like, I feel like a lot of times whenever we're in this like state of panic, like this fear panic of like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. It's like, you know, maybe you should like lean into it. Why don't you want to do it? What is this challenging? And maybe this is like you going into the next level of something bigger. And yeah. that's why it's terrifying. Oh, and it's I talk so about this terrifying. a lot with my my partner, because when I met him, I had so many fear responses. Yep. And it was like, I was like, but like, I don't know if I should like, be with him. He's like a creative and like creative people, like two creatives together. That's like crazy. Like, <laughs> like I had like all these like meltdowns about it. And he was like, you're safe. You're good. We're good. It's good. Yeah. You're fine. Oh, I'm and so glad so, you're like, that. But yes, two creatives yeah. it can get really kooky. My fiance <laughs> and I talk about that all the time. Like we're just so Is he creative. Oh yes. He's a filmmaker, editor, writer, director. Like he's, that's what he, my he, partner does. That's so he, cool. Oh, I love that. We are constantly 
looking around the room like, why can't we just like pick up after ourselves and like figure our shit out? And he's like, we're creatives. Like one minute we're working on one minute we're working on like I'm making earrings, and the next minute I'm doing tarot, and the next minute it's literally like squirrel, squirrel. We're like constantly like you totally. know our our, our totally. you know, attention is is like being drawn this way or that way, like a little puppy. And yeah, that's exactly how it is with us. Like literally, I was like moments where we have oh to gosh. we step outside of ourselves and we're like. Yeah. Our house is a mess. We need a power hour. We need to clean. We need to like take care of our home and and mm-hmm. house and body. And, and then you're a team to- in it though. That's yes, so but you're a team yeah. exactly. So I think it's lovely to be with another creative. But I get why you yeah. were afraid at first. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. But then it was like, I mean, it's ended up being great. But um, I remember like I was like, you know, I'll just like wake up and I'm like, oh, like what is that noise? I'm like, oh, it's like drew like singing a jack white song like outside the door like it's just like this is like every day there's like music or there's like we're gonna read a screenplay today or we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this i'm like this is so fun like this is so fun and i don't know why like i was so afraid of that and of course yeah. there are things that are difficult as two creatives but like it is pretty magical um yeah um okay so we're like we've been talking 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 i like have so many questions for you i know we could talk um, for hours but i (laughs) I have two more questions well maybe like two and a half more questions great um i want really quick i really want to hear about um your mental health advocacy because you brought that up earlier um and yeah tell me a bit about that yeah mental health is a huge component of my success and uh what I feel is a huge component for just i don't know being a human in this world any career yeah. you have i feel like I honestly feel like everyone deserves uh therapy they should go and out and get therapy it's so lovely to therapy. talk to therapy yeah therapy therapy yes it's incredible yeah. to talk someone who's not emotionally invested in your life, but understands how brains work because your brain, you know, plays tricks on you. So it's amazing. Yes, it does. Mine does for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So basically I I feel like, you know, therapists get a bad rap because a lot of people are like, what's wrong with you? And it's like, no, no, no. What's, what's, wrong with the thinking, not what's wrong with you. Like there's, there's ways that your thinking is playing tricks on you. So I feel like early on in my career, I'm someone who suffers from anxiety and depression. And, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where I finally realized when I started going to therapy that I needed to stand up and say, hi, my name is Sarah Tomko and I suffer from anxiety. Like it's honestly something I have to tell myself every single day and is not something that you can ever get rid of. It's basically something that you befriend and you learn to love and you start to give love to. That's what your, your fear and your anxiety and your depression doesn't want to be in the spotlight. It wants to hide in a corner and keep you down and low and keep you sad. And so you go and you find it. And that's what I mean when I say when there, where there are fears, dive deeper, go find Mm -hmm. the fear, give it a big old hug and tell it it's not like it's not gonna die today, you know, like all your fear. Thank you. Thank you, fear, for protecting me. But what else can we think about today? Like, let's go on an adventure. What else can we do instead of just sitting in a corner having a fear? And really early on, I learned about mental health and how important it was to 
really just, um, you know, incorporate that into my daily habits. Meditation was a huge, um, a huge life changer for me. Not everybody can do it, but it's something that, well, let me correct myself. Everyone can do it, but not everybody responds well to it. And so it was something that I struggled with at first. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't, I just do it wrong. I do it wrong. And it's like, no, it's not about, again, it's not about doing it wrong. It's about what right. is the wrong thinking. I need to yeah. open myself to the possibility that I'm not doing it wrong. In fact, I'm doing it exactly right. And what does that do for myself? Mm. And the minute you start allowing your thoughts to just be thoughts and not have power over you, then they don't have power anymore. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, look at that thought. Isn't that interesting? And that is something yes. that- I observe them. Yeah. Yeah. The observer inside of yourself. What is it like to sit back in a moment of awareness and go, oh, oh, I'm doing that thing where I'm a rabbit and my foot is patting like desperately on the ground and I'm making my own dustbin of anxiety now. And I'm the one tapping my foot though. Slow down, slow down, slow down, rabbit. And it's like, there's a way that you have to have a relationship with yourself. And to me, mental health is about having a relationship with yourself. It's very spiritual. And even if you're not someone who likes even the word spiritual, it is innately spiritual because you are spiritual. Spirit is about like the soul. So so you sitting down with self, whether you hold on to a crystal or you do writing or you do tarot or you paint or you, um, you know, you watch something that that is meditative. I mean, come on. My favorite thing to do is watch underwater content or like nature. That's content. cool. Yeah. It's so peaceful. It, it connects me to the earth. It connects yes. me to a place of stillness. And when you get to that place, you can hear yourself better. There's this awesome story. I don't remember who it was. I want to say maybe it was like Edgar Allan Poe, but there's this poet who went into the woods and didn't come out for a few years. And when when he came back out, they were like, what took you so long? And he said, simply, I had to get rid of all the voices and I wouldn't come out until I could hear my own. And, mm. and it took however many years it took for him to finally hear his own. And then he could come out of the forest, out of his hermit place and be begin again, you know? Yeah. So it's something that I feel like we so often don't want to do because we don't want to hear what the voice has to say because the voice has so many fears and so many, you know, uh, anxious thoughts. But what we don't realize, most of us, is when you swim past the fear and the anxious thoughts, there's just a little child inside holding a yep. fire and it's lit wow. and, and they're there for you. And they're a certain age and that's the age of purity for whatever you are at that time. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of ages inside mm-hmm. of you. You know, my yeah. shaman friend, she taught me when you're in pain, just ask yourself simply, close your eyes and ask yourself simply, who's upset? And then yes. see who comes forward. I've done that enough times that I've met a couple of different age Sarahs. And yeah. my favorite one to date was she was 13 years old. I had really bad lower back pain. And I said, okay, okay, I'll bite. Who's upset? And then I saw this 13-year-old holding up boulders on my lower back. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> and I was like, no, stop it. And I took the boulders off and she started weeping. And I said, you don't have to carry the weight anymore. 
And then I realized I was telling my 30 something year old self, you don't have to carry the weight. You yes. don't have to carry and the pain dissipates. Yes. Yeah. And then we have lower yeah. back pain. It doesn't always work because some pain right. really is like, boom, I hit my knee. Ow, that actually hurts. Right. But you. Oh, this is like a whole other podcast episode, a- too. Yes. We need to talk about this because, okay, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast a little bit and I also have been interviewed about it, but um, I went through a whole chronic pain healing journey mm. through mind body healing. Oh, wow. um, because I, I had debilitating vertigo and migraines for an entire 14 months oh, wow. and I went through a whole, like, and a lot, I mean, basically the way that I healed from my physical pain was by doing a lot of emotional, um, and uh, yeah, emotional healing and, and, and my anxiety. And it was a lot of like stress response that my body was kind of firing off. And anyway, I talk a lot about Nicole Sachs on this podcast and like the cure for chronic pain. And she talks all about like, okay, like, yeah, like it's a lot of inner child work and it's a lot of that. And I mean, we could talk about that for, I mean, a million years. It's very important work to me. Like everything you're saying right now, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, like you get it. Yeah. You know, that really is, you know, to, to get back to the original question you asked, that is the mental health is the connection of your mind and your body and your spirit. And yes. when you connect those yes. things, when you really truly connect and align those things, you are capable of anything. Absolutely. I, I love that. And, you know, I also, I, I talk a lot about my cognitive behavioral therapist on this podcast yes. because he like is amazing and I'm a really into therapy and anxiety is like someone who is in the car with me every day and mm-hmm. I'm always kind of navigating that and, um, you know, I'm always like, when I start going, I was actually like in like a whole like 24 hour spiral, like up till this morning. And then I always ask myself, I'm like, okay, what's the evidence of this thought? Mm-hmm. It's this idea. Like, you know, I'll get hooked on like one idea of a thought and then I'll like convince myself of it and then spiral, spiral, anxiety, yeah, that's anxiety. That's the rabbit. Yes, part. exactly. Like, oh, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it's, I, I really think that I've been really making such a better relationship with myself um, the past year. And so I'm just, uh, every, I'm so aligned with literally everything you've said today. And I'm awesome. really grateful to have had this conversation. And um, so I, I could talk to you forever and we'll have to like have you back again. <laughs> hey, but, let's do it again. Um, yes, we have to. And, um, but anyway, our last question that we ask everyone on the pod yes. is what does it mean to you to create well? Mm. Okay. In one sentence. Yes, in one sentence. What does it mean to me to create well? To use my hands to create art that is relatable to myself and to other human beings. To use my hands, voice, body, mind, and spirit to create art that is relatable to myself and other human beings. Oh, beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I love that so much. I'm gonna have to make a shirt with that on it. Hey. Um, (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been such an incredible conversation. I cannot wait to meet you in person. Yes, let's go to Venice and hang out with our yes. doggies. I can't I'm just so excited. You know, be in your life forever. Question <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited for season two of Resident Alien. Yes. And you. so everyone, check it out. Um, and Sarah, how can folks follow your socials or if there's anything you want to drop? Um, yeah, I have an Instagram handle, which is the thing that I'm most active on, and that's at Sarah Tomko 19. And then I also have, um, I, you can find me on Twitter. Um, that one's something I do probably like once a week, but I try to keep <laughs> up with it. And I also do have a Facebook fan page, but quote unquote fan page is something that makes me cringe a little. So I try, I try to stay away from the Facebook thing. Um, it's something my manager was like, it would be good for you to be on this, but ultimately instagram is the place that i'm 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 most vocal and active with my activism and mental health advocacy amazing thank you so much sarah and we'll see you next time on the pod okay thank you ray you're the best thank you and now for the create well challenge of the week this week's create well challenge is to take 10 minutes out of your week and do some type of meditation. Um, if there's a practice that's really familiar to you, jump into that. If you wanna try something new, some of the things that Sarah listed, watching a visual, counting your breath, um, just take 10 minutes, meditate, and uh, be conscious of your mind. And this week's featured song is Write the Fear a Lullaby by Ben Grace. Should you try to tell yourself I'm gonna leave you If the fear you carry's inclined to believe you When the ghosts of all the stories upend and deceive you Hold on When the miles are much too hard and roads are too if my face in your mind is an unfinished song And you're sure that the right is all headed for wrong Hold on Hold on Won't you write the fear a lullaby Remind her it's okay to cry Find me in the folds of your desire Tell the worries in your way To try again another day Shut up and love me till they all expire Cause I'm not done with you yet And this weight around my neck Is nothing but a make-believe goodbye So write the fear of love The shadows in your memory undo you If the edges of truth blur and illusion When the corners of the future Try and tear a hole right through you Hold on Hold 
Reminder it's okay to cry Find me in the folds of your desire Tell the worries in your way To try again another day Shut up and love me till they all retire Cause I'm not done with you yet And this weight around my neck Is nothing but a make-believe goodbye So write the fear a lullaby You tell her a story I'll sing her a tune As if words could heal the wounds I tell her a story You sing her a tune As if words could heal the wounds As if words could heal the wounds And we'll write the fear a lullaby Reminder it's okay to cry Find me in the folds of your desire Tell the worries in your way To try again another day Shut up and love me till they all get tired Cause I'm not done with you yet And this weight around my neck Is nothing but a make-believe goodbye So write the fear a lullaby